0: I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Before we get into everything today, I have a little update from last week. If you'll recall, I talked about a story about a girl whose grandma tried to set her up on a date with Adam Brody. And she responded and she said, I was just doing a long run and listening to podcasts and Kind of Cute came on, which I listen to periodically. I'm so honored, even if it is just periodically. So I totally heard you talk about my Facebook comment. It was a very strange moment to be listening to a podcast and unexpectedly realize they are talking about me. Anyways, I love your pod. And if you're ever interested in the longer version of how I ended up turning down a date with Adam Brody and how the moment went down weeks later when I realized my mistake, plus some fun stories about my grandmother and Adam Brody let me know. And she said she would come on for an interview. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And also apologize again, because I apologized to her. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad now that I, I talked about your story without your permission and I didn't use your name or anything. So shout out to Jamie Bernstein whose story that belongs to, and thank you to her for being gracious about me just sharing her story that was on a private <laughs> Facebook group, and I would love to have her on. I've just been, I feel like I've been so out of sorts, like, since I got back from Spain and just, like, haven't had the mental capacity to, like, do anything, so I just didn't even know how to, like, prep for an interview, but I really should do that. <laughs> um, obviously, the first episode of Gossip Girl came out last week and guys there was a Lindsay Peoples Wagner um, cameo which she's the editor of the cut she used to be the editor over at Teen Vogue and she this year came over to the cut she used to work at the cut before she went over to Teen Vogue so I loved that she had a cameo with um, the Julian Calloway character and the creator of Gossip Girl of this um, reboot (laughs) confirmed that Julian Calloway is not based on Caroline Calloway, much, I'm sure, to Caroline's chagrin. Who knows? I mean, maybe she's lying, but she straight up was like, no, there's no connection to Caroline Calloway. And while we're talking about Gossip Girl, I also loved that Olivia Jade made a TikTok because there was a line on the first episode where one of Julian's friends is talking to her and she says everything will be fine as long as you win olivia jade gained flowers when her mom went to jail so olivia does a tiktok uh green screen which is where you can like film it behind or actually maybe she's just she's just sitting like in front of a tv and it's this line is playing behind her and she says no i didn't I'm just like, girl, like, really? Maybe just don't address it. Like, oh, boohoo, did you, you went from 1.9 million followers to 1.8 million followers? Like, I mean, clear the record, okay, I guess, but like, come on, it's a joke and gossip, girl. Like, why are we, <laughs> why are we focusing on that? Uh, I wanted to bring this up since we just talked about Scooter last week when we were discussing his comments in the Variety article. And I was saying that I felt like it was a very, Concerted effort on Scooter's part to make himself look good. So I thought the timing was very interesting that that article came out and then his divorce with his wife Yale was announced. So they're breaking up. I've, there's always rumblings that he's like constantly cheating on her and he's a dirtbag and that the, um, the cheating song, why am I forget? I wish Kenzie was in here. I'm, I'm doing this in the morning and she's like still sleeping. (laughs) But, Uh, the mad woman mad woman is that the one about a cheating person on her latest album that one's apparently about scooter broad allegedly so i don't know i'm sure she's kind of like "Hmm." you know but again that's all just me surmising i don't really obviously you don't know what's going on in someone's marriage but i just did think the timing of the variety article was interesting Okay, something I'm very excited about is there is a show coming out on Netflix called Cooking with Paris, i.e. Paris Hilton, and I'm just, I cannot wait, and it says the amateur cooking show will feature the hotel heiress and business mogul learning her way around the kitchen with the help of her famous friends, so it kind of sounds like the Selena and chef Show, but I think they're all going to be together. I don't think it's going to be like quarantine style. It says the series will take a spin on the traditional cooking show. S. Hilton is not a trained chef and doesn't really know how to cook, but she sh- certainly knows how to entertain viewers at home. <laughs> it comes out August 4th. Um, apparently, this came about and was inspired by her famous Cooking with Paris cooking lasagna video, which is one of my favorite YouTube videos. It's just so chaotic and she clearly doesn't know how to cook, but she's so proud of her lasagna recipe and it just doesn't it doesn't look appealing. I definitely think I've talked about it on here, but yeah, go watch that just to get yourself primed for her upcoming Netflix show that I'm so excited about. Uh, I saw Zola this week. It was so lovely. I felt so good to be back in a movie theater. I've actually I've been back before because I had like a free um, showing of Wonder Woman 84. But back then we were having to wear masks and it just like wasn't the same. This was amazing. We had the entire theater to ourselves. It was just Kenzie and me. They um, have they've renovated it. So all of the seats recline. They're heated. It was five dollar Tuesday. So our tickets were only five dollars. I had a, they have those remix machines, like what are they called? The freestyle Coke machines where you can, you know, do all the flavors. So we always do a caffeine free mixture of a cherry Coke and a vanilla Coke, diet Coke. Um, it's so good. And I just appreciate a caffeine free moment because I'm not trying to like put, you know, 20 ounces of diet Coke to the face at 8 p.m. I, I really do think caffeine still affects, maybe I'm in denial, but like I try to only drink caffeine in the morning. I'm sure you guys are very fascinated with my caffeine habits. Anyways, the movie was great. Recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Obviously, read the source material first, Zola's tweets. But I've talked about Zola so much. So it was just like really coming to fruition, finally getting to see it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, Taylor Page and Riley Keough did great in their roles as Stephanie and Zola. And it it was filmed in a very like A24 indie way. But I think that really fits, again, the source material. And it's just... It was great, but that nothing can beat the original tweets. so you you just have to read those. And I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but like it to me the the story here isn't the the plot. It's like how it's told and how Zola reacts to it. So that's my advice to you. If you have five Dollar Tuesday where you are at and you have an AMC, go see it, boo. Okay, I have a crazy story for you guys that actually it made me think about it because in Zola, obviously, Stephanie um is 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 prostituting and so guys are like you know coming to the hotel room whatever to hook up with her and this story I'm about to tell you I'm still so freaked out by but I'm like I wanted to put it on the podcast A because if I end up dying if Kenzie and I get murdered I just trust you guys to be able to solve the crime and B I was like, maybe someone else has had an experience like this and can give me some guidance on like how to stop this from continuing to happen. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I, I'm going to walk you through this whole process so that you can really understand like how it went down. I was getting a chemical peel, which this is actually relevant to our legit shit today. So that's why I wanted to leave this in there. So I'm at a facial, no, I'm sorry. Rewind, rewind. I come home from work. I have only a few minutes to get to my facial appointment. So I run in, I take a shower because I need to have my makeup off and I know I can't shower after my chemical peel. So I shower really, really quickly and I just run out the door, get in my car and I don't lock the door on the way out. And mind you, I always lock the door when I, when I leave and usually Kenzie's always in the house. So like each morning when I leave and I go to work, I lock the door because i was in such a rush and i was like a chicken with my head cut off i didn't lock the door this one time so i go to my facial the whole process only takes about 45 minutes because my the place i go to is like 2 minutes from my house the facial itself was 30 minutes but when all was said and done it was like 45 minutes that i was gone so i'm i'm coming back and i park and i'm reading my mail like near my recycling bin it's how I always do it. I'm just like putting the trash in the, like the junk mail in the recycling bin. And as I'm doing this, the dogs run out, like Gurgie runs out and he runs to my neighbor's yard. And I'm like, Kinsey, like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you letting the dogs out? And I look up and there's a man that just walked out of my house. And I'm just like, kind of in shock because I'm like, who the fuck is this? So I'm like, did you just walk out of my house? Because that's all I can think to say. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, why? And he's like, is your mom home? And I'm like, is my mom home? Like, hey, <laughs> I'm like 32 years old. Like, who are you? Like, what what is going on? So then I'm just very thrown off. And I- I'm still just shook that this man just walked out of my car and or out of my house. And I'm very nervous because I know Kenzie's in the house and I'm like oh my god like what if he did something to Kenzie like I I'm I feel like when you're in these kind of situations your brain is going so fast you can't even really process what's going on and it was trying to make sense of the fact that this man just walked out of my house but it just couldn't so he's like he again this is this is a while ago now so I'm trying to like piece it together there but I'm trying to figure out who he's looking for and he's being really cagey about it and you I can tell at this part he f- point he feels really awkward and at the same time I'm trying to protect myself because I'm like what if this is all a scam like I don't want to get too close to him I'm like what if he tries to like grab something out of my bag like I'm just so freaked out and I just again don't know how to process it so he's not telling me anything but then he shows me what appears to be like a whatsapp exchange and he's only showing it to me really quickly And he's like look is this 40 is this and he says my my house address and i'm like yes it is but i don't know what you're looking for or why you're here and he shows me a text exchange and it's like a screenshot from like google maps of my house address and a picture of the front of my house like from google maps and he's like this is the address right and i'm like yeah it is but like why are you here like And he's like, well, I found it from the internet. Like, and I'm like, okay, I I don't know what to tell you. He's like, can I use your phone? And at that point, I'm really freaked out because I'm like, dude, you're holding a phone. Why do you need to use my phone? So I just am like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I walk in, I immediately lock the door. I like race to find Kenzie. She's sitting on the couch chilling. She's like, who are you talking to? And I was like, Kenzie, that person was in our house. Like he walked out and she's like, he was? Like I was in the back, like blow drying my hair so i don't i i kind of just chalk it up as like clearly this guy was either a prostitute or meeting a prostitute and for some reason he had the wrong address i don't know but i tell it to my parents of course they're freaked out they make me file a police report so luckily i'm able to just tell the cops over the phone i think it's all kind of done i think it's just like a one-off thing but i wanted the cops to know about it in case it was a pattern of things that was happening fast forward this week kenzie calls me at work she's like shaken up and she's like a guy just came to the door asking for rosie and she's like he tried to kind of come in and she was like i was holding the door and he was kind of pushing it to come in and i was just like no and he's like is rosie home and she's like no and she's like i was trying to ask him like how he found this address like and he's like the internet And he starts walking away and she's like I'm like screaming after him like no like how did you find this address because you're the third person who's done this. And I'm like Kinsey the third person and she's like yeah I totally forgot to tell you but a couple weeks ago like between you know after the first guy came and between this this other guy coming she's like a guy from Truly Nolan came and asked for Rosie. And she's like, I thought he was just a worker who had the wrong address. So I turned him away. And she's like, I know we have our own pest guy. So there was no reason we'd be calling Truly Nolan. And I was just like, no, you have the wrong address. And she's like, I didn't think anything of it. But then when this guy was coming asking for Rosie, I put two and two together. So now we've had three men come to our door, clearly seeking something. And it's just very uncomfortable and freaky. And we don't know how to make it stop. And now, the conclusion I've come to is that someone must be running a scam where they get these guys to pay like half up front and then tell them, like, you know, I'll give you the goods and you can pay me the other half later. And then they show up to the house, obviously realize it's a scam and their money's already half gone. That's my theory. Like, how this person's like making, because otherwise I'm like, what's the point? Unless someone's literally just trying to cyber bully us and fuck us over by having creepy men come to our house and they're all different age ranges like the guy who i saw was around my age the guy the last guy kenzie saw was like in his 60s or 70s and then the other guy was like in between so i don't know i just again i wanted to put that out there because i'm like does anyone has anyone had a similar experience does anyone know what's going on and most importantly does anyone know how to stop it because i was getting to the point where like i was trying to look on craigslist like to see if I could figure out if a woman was posting an ad like with her house address like how this was coming to be but I don't think she gives the address until they are talking on whatsapp and I just none of these people will say what internet source they're coming from so I'm like I don't know if it's dark web I don't know if it's just like a sketch sex site I don't know if it's craigslist again so that's my spiel I just wanted to let you guys know again please solve the crime of our death if need be. And that'll be the legacy of this podcast. Uh, speaking of like, I don't know, background checks, I guess. I am officially like trying to take my real estate exam. I told you guys that I wanted to become a luxury real estate person. I know that probably won't happen for me that way. But I literally got fingerprinted this week so I can apply to be a real estate um I don't even know the name. I'm like a real estate person, uh, a real estate agent. And I still am going to have to take the test. I still have to study. I got a book off Amazon. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on the process. I am really not like excited to be studying for a test again. I really thought the bar was it for me. But whatever. But speaking of s- selling, actually, I, again, this is just another personal rant. I'm sorry. You guys are getting a real glimpse into to me this morning today. I have sold through my referral link seven Peloton bikes. Now let's assume that every bike that I've sold through my referral link is a bike plus, which is what I have. And I would assume that people are buying it because they see my YouTube video review I did on it, which by the way, you can follow me at Bailey Evan on YouTube. I would love to have more subscribers than I do. And It works out to being $18,683 worth of bike that I have sold through my referral link. And do you want to know what I've gotten in return for selling that many dollars worth of bike? Each time someone uses my code, I get $100 in apparel credit, which would be great if I could combine all of that so that I would have a $700 chunk to buy tacky-ass Peloton apparel because they don't know how to make a single piece of apparel that doesn't have their name Blazoned all over it. um, That would be great, though. Like seven hundred dollars all at once, just like roll out, get whatever I want, ball out. No, that's not how they let you use it. They only let you use one hundred dollar code at a time. And here's the real kicker: each time you use the hundred dollar code, it's you can't like use part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't like use fifty dollars and then use fifty dollars later. You can only use the code one time. So if your thing doesn't add up to a hundred dollars, you know, whatever you don't have is just kind of lost. And if it's over, obviously you're paying that. On top of that, each time you have to pay $7 shipping. And of course, the way their prices work, things never add up to be like exactly $100. And it's all wildly overpriced. It's a sports bra for, you know, $56, which I know is like kind of the norm with like nice workout apparel, but it's still expensive nonetheless. And that means that seven times seven, I will have spent $49 on shipping if I use all of these codes. And a lot of times I go over just so that I'm getting using the whole $100. So this is, talk about a scam. Honestly, like I sell you almost $19,000 worth of bike and you're charging me for shipping? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyways, that's my other, <laughs> that's my rant of the day speaking of much bigger problems though uh let's get into our first article and we had to give a little britney spears update so this article is britney spears is done playing nice with her father by mia mercado we have a lot of mia articles this week you guys know i love her i'm just very into her um her skills okay so she writes that On Wednesday, Britney Spears saw a small but long-awaited win in her conservatorship case with Judge Brenda Penny finally granting her the right to appoint her own attorney. So obviously, that really is a huge win for her and something that should have happened forever ago, but her new attorney is Matthew Rosengart. He's a former federal prosecutor. He has clients like Steven Spielberg, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Keanu Reeves and he's just like kind of a big deal and he's kind of hot in an older dude way i'm gonna say it like he takes care of himself he looks like he uses moisturizer he maybe even dyes his hair i like it um and at the the hearing yesterday he said i don't know why jamie spears doesn't resign today he purports to love his daughter and his daughter has repeatedly asked him to step down so i'm going to give him the opportunity right now to voluntarily resign does anybody really believe mr spears continued involvement is in the best interest of britney spears and jamie's lawyer said that um he had no intentions of resigning and i didn't see it in this cut article but i saw it through another source that at the hearing Jamie's lawyer also said Britney's testimony yesterday was hysteria, which is so messed up because I mean, hysteria is kind of such an old fashioned term to like describe women like being driven mad by their like uterus, basically. And the fact that in modern times we're using this to diminish what someone's saying in a court of law, it really rubs me the wrong way. So it sounds like maybe mr jamie has picked a lawyer who shares his uh ethical vibes i just think jamie's in the shitter now like there's no recovering no matter what because i think his his public persona is shot if this conservatorship his role in it is taken away that's i've read that he's getting sixteen thousand dollars a month that money's gone like I don't see Brittany out of the kindness of her heart supporting him because she is out for blood with him. She wants to prosecute like criminal charges against him. So again, I just don't think there's much recovering for him. And I saw a recent picture of him and he's not looking good. I don't know if it's his illness or if it's just the stress of dealing with this. But I mean, he is not in a good spot right now onto a happier article australia says furry representation with 2021 olympic mascots by zoe haylock this is actually a vulture article but you guys know that's under the same umbrella the new york mag umbrella and obviously i cannot pass up a story about furry furries can you blame me like it's just it's always a fun time so <laughs> zoe writes Wow, the first world record of the 2021 Olympics. Australia has officially become dot 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 the first country to have furry art on legal tender. Yep, the Australian government commissioned fursonas for its Olympic and Paralympic mascots, and furries down under are feeling represented. <laughs> the sticker book looks comment- Collectible coins and even a concept for a plain wrap were designed by Twitter user at Sailor Failures, who got the gig when the Royal Australian Mint said it wanted someone who could draw anime art, which I mean, very progressive of them. Rest assured, the people employing me had no idea what furries were, they tweeted, but I did. <laughs> they explained to astonished furries online that the Mint initially hired them to redesign its boxing kangaroo mascot and create a new one for a series of collectible coins but had no idea they'd gone into use once the pandemic delayed the games. It was honestly a lot of pressure once I realized they wanted anthros because I knew the furry community would know and be on my ass if I drew something terrible or uncanny valley LMAO, they said in another reply. So the little furry personas we have are a blonde hockey kangaroo, a surfing kangaroo, and, which is a new Olympic sport this year, very exciting, and a lizard with frills in the shape of Australia. I feel like looking at these people are definitely going to find these images hot and a very uh, adjacent to how people think Robin Hood Fox the Disney one is hot and people thirst over him. And I just love this because it's not like they happen to look like furries This was someone drawing these who consciously made these look like furries. That is my favorite part of the story. Like, I feel like he was just kind of punking them and then, like the shits on collectible coins. Please go look up the images. Like, there's so many times I wish I had a visual component to this podcast because, oh, I really love the kangaroo. It's just really adorable. Speaking of cursed things, this is what greets you at the gates of hell. Also by Mia Mercado. So, you may have heard already that Kraft and Van Leeuwen, the ice cream company, teamed up to make a Kraft mac and cheese ice cream. And the press release says that the ice cream combines the familiar cheesiness of the macaroni with the ice cream. <laughs> and Mia writes, it's a casual way of saying, yeah, we put that Day Glow orange powder in here. So Emily Violet, the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese brand manager, said in a press release, We know that there's nothing more refreshing on a hot summer day than ice cream. That is why we wanted to combine two of the most iconic comfort foods screen and ice cream with the unforgettable flavor of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese we all grew up with. And then Mia writes, Violet also says that this affront to humanity tastes delicious and contains no artificial flavors, preservatives, or dyes just like our Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Okay, sure, Emily, Mia says. Okay, but the thing is, famously, a few years ago, Kraft did get away with the artificial dyes in their, uh, in I think all of their products, especially in their Kraft mac and cheese. And on top of that, if you get like actual cheddar cheese powder, it can be like a really bright orange, like the dehydrated cheese powder. And that doesn't mean it has, you know, artificial dyes in it. So, I mean, I trust her, but has anyone tried this? I think it's kind of limited edition, but it was available for free in New York, um, I think two days ago. So if anyone tried it, please, I would love a review. And I have to say, I love cheesecake ice cream or like cream cheese ice cream. That's one of my favorite flavors because I love like the tanginess of it with like a fruit. That's I like strawberry cheesecake ice cream. Oh, so good. Because I also love like a graham cracker swirl. And I also love goat cheese ice cream, which I've tried and really enjoyed. And then I think I tried another one when I was in Seattle because it was they were famous for this cheese ice cream. But it was also really good. So I think this could actually be very good, but I'm a little thrown off A because of the orange color because usually the the ones I've tried are white. And I just think for some reason your brain can like process that a little easier. And the other thing is I feel like Kraft mac and cheese isn't like the sharpness that you get from like a cheese, the tanginess you get from like a goat cheese or a cheesecake. So I don't know if it'd be almost too mild to like really translate. And is it sweet? Because usually if you have a cheese ice cream, it is sweet. But I feel like when you have sweet, it automatically then does not taste like mac and cheese. So I'm I'm fascinated. I just have to know. I need someone to try it for me. And I need it to be a listener and not like a random person on the internet. Okay. Next article. Call him by her name by Claire Lampin. I think the last time we had so many little cute viral pics coming out was when Lady Gaga and Adam Driver were in their cute little sweaters. But now we have tons of Tilda Swinton and Timmy Chalamet, our boy, together looking adorable. It's like the fox and the hound. It's a very unexpected relationship, but I'm I'm here for it. They both are kind of odd looking creatures in a way. I mean, I think they're both stunning. But, you know, Tilda, if you don't know who Tilda Swinton is, you might, I feel like my my audience might know her from Narnia. She's the Ice Queen or what, I don't know what her name is, but the, like the evil witch lady who was like icy. And obviously, Timmy, he was in Call Me By Your Name. He's just a very much it boy right now. He has the very square jaw. And they're in a movie coming out called The French Dispatch, and it's actually a Wes Anderson film. So I bet it's very aesthetically pleasing. And it's this video going around that it says on Can on Monday at Can on Monday, Swinton definitely stuck her seat marker sign to Chalamet's back as they embraced. They turned him to face the then turned him to face the cameras. For those of you wondering, you can call him by her name. So to lay this out for you, they are sitting and you know how like when you're at an award show, it has your name on the seat and like sometimes like a picture. And I think it's it's to help like the producers. um, I'm sorry, the cameramen like know where to put the camera when they're practicing. So she takes that holder off that name. Guys, I should not record in the morning. Like the brain, it's just not there. So she takes that off and she tapes it on Timmy's back while she's hugging him. And he doesn't realize it's very old school, like the kick me sign, you know, of back in the day. And he just is so oblivious. And like I said, she turns him and faces him towards the camera. So it just says Tilda Swinton on his back. And it's so stupid, but it's just delightful. And I just love that they enjoy each other so much. And I can't really put my finger on it. I'm like, is it flirty? Is it sisterly? Is it motherly? Obviously, she's much older than him. Uh, her daughter is, much, is with her and can and much closer in age to Timmy. But I don't know. I just I love I love an unexpected friendship. Just like I love an unexpected couple. So we have to talk about Megan Fox. Megan Fox didn't have a great time doing ayahuasca by Mia Mercado. Apparently, MGK and Megan Fox went to Central America together to do ayahuasca, as one does. And she was on a talk show and she described it as being in a proper setting with indigenous people. Fox spoke respectfully of the retreat, though it's an example of the sort of spiritual tourism that has been criticized as Western commodification of sacred rituals. I was thinking it was like glamping, Fox said. I mean, that's so unaware. And also, have you seen the commercial for that new Nicole Kidman show on HBO, which like it looks like one of these weird retreats and she's very hippie-ish and I'm very excited to watch that. She's really become like the queen of HBO. But again, come on, Megan, what? She said she was expecting some kind of five star experience. However, when they arrived, they were in the middle of the jungle where they couldn't take showers or eat after 1 p.m. Nothing glamorous about it, Fox said. It's all part of sort of making you vulnerable so you surrender to the experience. Then came the vomitivo, which I have not heard of this I wonder what, what one they went to. It says a part of their retreat in which guests lined up at the edge of the rainforest and drank lemongrass tea until they vomited. It's such a good bonding experience. She said that gets you ready to go into the ceremony that night because you're like, my vanity is gone. This is literally like what frat boys do. Okay. Megan, like, no, this, this is hazing. And I don't, I don't like it. If this is actually has religious roots. Okay. I still don't think Like, American white girls should be, as they said, commodifying it, but okay. But if it doesn't, and this is just something, like, thought up by, like, a kooky businessman, I do not approve. And how much lemongrass tea do you have to drink until you vomit? That just, that doesn't seem safe. Because I just feel like it would take such an extreme amount of liquid, not the fact that it's, like, lemongrass tea, you know, because lemongrass tea is safe to drink, And then for what she experienced at the ceremony, she said, everybody's journey is different. The second night I went to hell for eternity. She described the experience as a real ego death in which she saw her own psychological hell. Oh, and it was Arsenio Hall. That's who she was on. It says Hall seemed a little dubious asking how she knew she was in hell. She explained that this is a medicine that takes you to the psychological prison that you hold yourself in. Mia writes, what do you think she saw? The mac and cheese ice cream? A sneak peek of Netflix's newest dating show, which you know has to be about sexy beasts, which we talked about on here a couple weeks ago. Um, Regardless, Megan Fox and MGK have now upped the horny couple ante by going to hell. It's your move, Courtney and Travis. Oh, I think my hell, my version of hell would just be the slightest inconvenience of my creature comforts being taken away. Like I would already be in hell by not being able to eat after 1 p.m., Oh, I shudder at the thought. (laughs) I I would have to go to sleep at 3 p.m. just to like make it through. (laughs) Okay, we haven't done and I think about this a lot. So this is something I've been thinking about for years. And it's a little more serious, a little more philosophical than my normal topics on here. But can I just say that it really bothers me that... We put so much emphasis on romantic relationships. And I'm not just talking about the fact that, you know, a person can have a wedding and there's five events attached to it. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, let's assume someone's in a long distance relationship with their romantic partner. No one blinks an eye if that person says they need to go out of town once a month to see them. Now, if you are in a long-distance relationship with your platonic friend who might be just as close to you and might have a better chance of actually being with you for years to come, if you were to tell your boss that you need to leave every month to go see them, I just don't think it would be taken with the same amount of respect. And I just think that's sad. Like, why do we put so much emphasis on romantic relationships and not the same for the platonic ones that at the end of the day can provide us so much more emotional support and comfort and happiness. And I'm not talking about like, it's, I know things change like once you've really created a family with someone. And I'm not saying that takes marriage, but I, I know it's, it's different like when that person really becomes your rock and they kind of do become your best friend. But if you're just dating someone and there's really no, necessary meaning that that's going to last why is that valued more than a platonic friendship and why don't we celebrate platonic friendships more like why don't we have big parties when you've been great friends with someone for 15 years like isn't that kind of a feat in itself as well like instead i just feel like that's kind of pushed the side and i just think it's sad that like the things we celebrate so heavily which in my mind are weddings and the births of children not everyone is necessarily going to experience those in their life and maybe that's just me feeling that way being my age and not having those yet and not knowing if that's something I'm ever gonna have it's like well what do we get to celebrate with such like bells and whistles and maybe that's why I want to have my 35th pop star party but I mean has anyone ever thought about that like what what the hell do we get and this is why I just like to normalize having a regular party like when I throw a party I don't throw it for my birthday I just throw it like at a random time of year just to celebrate because like why not like I think if we normalize just celebrations for anything and just for being alive and like having friendship and celebrating together that maybe that is the key, like maybe that's where we need to start shifting, and I don't know how we do that, and obviously there's been things in recent years like Valentine's Day and whatever that I think are supposed to kind of provide that outlet to people who aren't like in a traditional relationship or don't have children, but I'm still just waiting for our time to shine, and I just need to know if anyone else can relate to that fact, because it's just something I think about a lot and really nags at me, and I, I just don't, I don't know how we, how we make it more of a thing because obviously weddings and the birth of children are something to be celebrated and they're always going to be celebrated but maybe there's space for something else so that's just a little something to think about that and how to deal with these men that keep coming to our door please let me know and we've made it to our legit shit for the day I'm so excited about this one because I feel like I haven't shared a skincare favorite in a while this is from crave beauty it's called the great barrier relief I got mine from soko glam i will provide a link in the show notes as usual and i just think this is a really cool concept and maybe it's just marketing that's getting me on it but a lot of people love this and i love it but it's supposed to help repair the your skin barrier and your skin barrier can get really damaged by overuse of acids which i'm like so guilty of i just told you i got a chemical peel see i told you the chemical peel from earlier would tie into my legit shit A chemical peel is intense. Like they put on straight up 100% acetone like on your face and it smells awful and it kind of stings and to to get everything off and then they put on this very extreme mixture of different acids um, and the one I got was a pretty deep one and then your skin over the course of the next couple days peels off like you are a snake full on like just a big old strips fluffy ass strips that are so tempting to pull off but you're not supposed to and i went to work looking like that it was not cute i was a little embarrassed but i did it and it was kind of nice like if i went out like to pick up lunch or something i could just put my mask on and that covered like the worst of it but with that and using ryan and i'm just like tend to use a lot of acids on my face i realized like that's probably not like i after i got my ass peel which i did like I'm calling it an acid peel. It's called a chemical peel. I actually got a VI peel, V peel. Um, I just feel like my skin needed some rehabilitation after that and, like, not using any actives, not using retinols. So I bought this barrier relief cream. And I'm telling you, it just feels so nice. And I've been doing that with a little guasa. Like, and I just... I'm loving it with my Bioson Squalane oil. So if you're very dry or you feel like you've been a little harsh on your skin lately, check out this Great Barrier Relief. It's not very expensive. I think it's $28 for the container. Um, like I said, I got it at Soko Clam. Just give it a try. I think you might like it. And I will see you next week. Bye.